to glory land It won't be long Until I take the hand Of Jesus Christ With a great big smile We'll sit right down Charles Watson was born again on May 23, 1975, at the California Men's Colony. His transformation can best be described as amazing grace. Here's one of his messages from his early years of ministry. Until I see the man, the Prince of Peace. Rename the sermon of today, I would like to call it Rapture 1980s. And during the sermon, I'd like for you to think and contemplate could Jesus come in the 1980s? With the world situation the way it is today, with people the way they are today, could Jesus come in 1980s? My purpose this morning is to stir up your mind that you may know and remember and recollect in your mind what it says, the Word of God, about the coming of Jesus Christ. The scripture that was just read said that in the last days there will be mockers, scoffers, walking after their own lust. The Bible also tells us in the book of Timothy that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith going after doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their consciences seared with a hard iron. The Bible also says in the latter days that men shall be lovers of their own selves, covenantous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to their parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affections, truce breakers, Accusers, falsely, lack of self-control, fierce, despisers of those that are good, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. That's just like reading the newspaper headlines today, isn't it? In the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, it tells us that the ones that walk in the lust of the world have their understanding darkened. They're ignorant people. They're alienated from the life of God through ignorance, blindness of the heart, past feelings, lack of feeling so much that they're past feelings, giving themselves unto lasciviousness or lust to work all uncleanliness with greediness. That's the heathen of today, the one that don't know Jesus. But how about yourself sitting there in the congregation today? If you've read in the book of Revelations, the Laodicean church, which is believed to be the church age for today, you will see that that church is a lukewarm church. And as we look at the church today, we indeed do see a lukewarm church that's neither hot nor neither cold. It talks about this church, and the church would say, oh, we're rich. 
We're increased with goods and we have need of nothing. But Jesus says that you don't know what you need. You knoweth not. You don't have a knowledge. You're blind because you're wretched and miserable and poor and naked. And Jesus says that I want to counsel you for a second. And when he talks about his counseling, he says that you need me, that you need gold tried with fire. That your life needs to be purified by the Word of God, by Jesus Christ. That you need to have white raiment upon you. That you need to be clothed with righteousness today. That you need to be having your eyes anointed with eye salve so that you may begin to see. That those scales may come off of your eyes and that you may begin to go 100% for Jesus Christ. That you may begin to be a hot Christian for the Lord. Talking about 100% for Jesus again. That's my message. Hot for Jesus in these latter days. The book of Peter, as he wrote and as Bob just read, it says some people today, not only those that are in the heathen area today of life, but also those that are in the church today, and I've heard this, and you've heard this, and people are saying, where is the promise of His coming? Since my grandmother was living. She was always saying, Oh, Jesus is going to come any time. And he hadn't come yet. Look back to the time of the chariots when they didn't even think about airplanes back then. They were thinking that the G Jesus was going to come then. But what's it going to be like in, in 2,259? Man, things could even be more updated. You know, Jesus could not come for two or 3,000 more years. You know? Well, what is all this about Jesus coming today anyway? And I've heard it and you've heard it. Scoffers and mockers in these last days. The scripture says that, that, that they're willingly ignorant of the word of God. They're willingly ignorant of the word of God. Because the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of the water and in the water. Whereby the worlds that was then being overflowed with water perished completely but the heavens and the earth which are now by the same word by the same word are kept in store and reserved unto fire against the day of judgment the same word that jesus spoke in the very beginning and said let light be is the same word that is soon going to say let fire be did you know that and i've always thought to myself i said well if if God can create a world like we have today, if God can create a vast universe by just speaking it into existence, why can't God just say, fire be, and the place dissipates? He can't. That's our God. Just as in the days of Noah, as we read in the scriptures, God destroyed the entire earth by water. And in the book of Matthew, we are told that these, this day and time that we're living right now is going to be like the days of Noah. First of all, Jesus said that no man knoweth what day he's going to come. So we're not setting dates today. But he says that it's going to be like in the days of Noah, didn't he? Do you remember how it was in the days of Noah? The scriptures say, for as the days were before the flood, they were eating, they were drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until that day that Noah entered into the ark. And knew not until the flood came. They didn't have the knowledge of the Word of God. They were ignorant, wasn't they? And they took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. 
The people were marrying and living in marriage and things were going on pretty much as they were, but pretty much as they are today. The lusts of the world, the evil imaginations of the world, the sins of the world that we see today are very similar to, to those in the days of Noah, but I believe they're even worse, don't you? I believe they're a lot worse than they were in those days. But God, he looked out over the days of Noah and he saw the wickedness of man was so great and every evil imagination of the thoughts of his heart was continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth and it grieved God. I bet God is so grieved today with what's going on in this world today. And it says, and the Lord said, I will destroy man which I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and creeping things and the fowls of the air, for it repented me that I have even made them, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. The ark of the covenant, or the ark that Jesus rode out upon, or the ark that can be compared with Jesus today even, the ark of safety, Jesus Christ. Although it was a boat in the days of Noah and the people got on and eight souls were saved, today the ark is Jesus Christ. You have to get in Jesus Christ. And when you get in Jesus Christ, you will be taken unto safety. He will be your surety. And you won't be destroyed by the fire that is prophesied to come upon this world today. The only answer is Jesus Christ. God won't always strive with mankind, he said. But the ark of safety today is Jesus Christ. The scripture is going to say, But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promises, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. The Lord wants every one of us to come to repentance. As Peter said, repent ye and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ and ye shall receive the Holy Ghost. He says, repent ye and your sins shall be blotted out and a time of refreshing shall come upon you. Repentance is needed today. Repentance, a change of your mind, a change of your heart and a change of your will to serve God and Him only. And that's what gets you aboard the ark today. A change of heart, a change of mind, and a change of your will. That's what keeps you out of the fire today. That's what kept the people out of the flood in the days of Noah. The children of Noah chose to serve God. The eight souls that got on the board chose to obey God. And today by you repenting and coming to Jesus... You choose to serve God and get on board that ark of safety so that fire won't come down upon you. It's simple, isn't it? In verse number 10, it says, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with a fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. The very works that are in there shall be burned up. The very works, the entire works of this entire world shall be burned up. You say, Charles, well, what are the works of this earth today? Did you know as Jesus was walking around on earth, he told us exactly what the works would be today. His disciples say, well, what 
They said, what shall be the sign of the coming and the end of the world in chapter 24 of Matthew? He says, take heed that man don't deceive you. He says, for many shall come in my name and say, I am the Christ and shall deceive you. But he says, listen, there shall be wars and rumors of wars. Do we hear it today? As you look at the news, that's all you hear about today. Russia invading Afghanistan, the United States moving arms into China and into Pakistan, into Israel. Israel, right on the verge of having a war with Russia, as the scriptures tell us, could be any minute. The technology of the world today has got so advanced from the time that Jesus wrote these scriptures that it's unbelievable almost. From the year 1900, from the time of the, the coach, uh, the horse and buggy, right on up to the time of the car, to the locomotive, all the way up to the airplane, then on up to the, to the rocket, to the moon. Where are we going next? We're already uh, examining the planets that go around the universe now, Saturn and Mars and Venus. The, the, the planets, we're always already looking at them. So the technology has got so great that the prophecy here is exactly what it's talking about. For nations shall rise against nations, kingdom against kingdom. There shall be famines. There's famines all over the land today. In Africa, in India, in Bangladesh, in Cambodia. All over the world, people are dying thousands by the minute. And it goes on to say that there shall be pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. I've heard of five or six earthquakes already in the last two weeks on the news, haven't you? And it says, and these shall be the beginning of a star. And it says, you shall be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another, and many false prophets shall arise, and shall deceive many, and, the, and iniquity shall abound, and the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved, that endurance to the end. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached on the world for a witness unto all nations, and then the end shall come. It's getting close. The end is getting close. Back over into the book of 2 Peter, verses number 11. As we look at this world and the situation, and as we see that all these things shall be dissolved by fire, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat? Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for a new heavens and new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, look, beloved, beyond that look, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye be found of him in peace without spot and blameless. It's time for examination of your own life. What stirred me to minister this message this morning to you is found in the book of Luke, chapter 13, if you would like to turn to that. Jesus in teaching in Luke tells us that he comes like a thief in the night. And that when he comes, that you are to be immediately ready to enter in to the kingdom. And in verse number 37 of Luke 13, it says, Blessed are those servants 
From when the Lord cometh, he shall find watching. Number one. For verily I say unto you that he shall gird himself and make them to sit down to meet and will come forth and serve them. Jesus is going to come forth and serve you. It says if he comes at the second watch or the third watch, you don't know what watch he's going to come at, but blessed are you if you're immediately ready to go to be with Jesus when he comes. It says that he comes as a thief in the night. And if you know what watch a thief is coming, you would be ready for that thief, wouldn't you? You wouldn't let him come in and break in and steal everything you got, would you? You'd be waiting for him. Well, that's the way you're supposed to be for Jesus today, waiting for him. It says, Be ye therefore ready also, for the Son of Man cometh at the hour that you don't even think he's going to come. But you're supposed to be ready. You're supposed to wait. Blessed is that servant in verse 43 whom his Lord when he cometh shall find so doing doing you need to be watching you need to be ready today for Jesus you need to be doing today for Jesus but that's the problem there's a lot of us watching and a lot of us think we're ready but how many of us are doing today I want you to check out verse 45 some are going to say, if that servant say in his heart, My Lord delayeth his coming, and shall begin to beat the men servants and maid servants, and to eat and drink and be drunken, the Lord of that servant will come in the day when he looketh not for him, and at an hour when he is not aware. Verse 47, look at it. Check it out. 13, chapter, chapter uh, 12 of Luke. Excuse me. 12, 47. And that servant which knew his Lord's will... How many of you know the Lord's will today? How many of you know the Lord's will for your life? The Lord's will is the word of God for your life today. You should know it. If you don't know it, you need to get into it. Get knowledgeable of the word of God. That servant knows the Lord's will, but prepared not himself. How many of you are preparing yourself today to meet the Lord? It says he prepared not himself and neither did according to his will. Neither did according to his will. Shall be beaten with many stripes. Today, you know the Lord's will. You should be preparing yourself, but a lot of us today are not doing the Lord's will today. Paul says that the Lord shall come as a thief in the night. Also, he says that. Jesus says he shall come as a thief in the night. Paul writes, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the trump of God and the dead, and shall, uh, shall rise first, and then they which are alive, that's us, and remain, shall be caught up together with the Lord in the clouds. And so shall we ever be with him. Today, for you to go on that calling, you need to be prepared from the Lord. Need to be prepared in the Word of God. Need to be doing the will of God today. The book of 2 Peter tells us that ye therefore, beloved, ye know these things before. Beware, lest ye also, being led away with the error of the wicked, fall from your own steadfastness. Beware. Beware of dogs. You ever seen that sign, beware of dogs? You don't go over into that dog place, do you? dog pen. You might get bit. The scripture here says beware. Least any of you also being led away with the error of the wicked fall from your own steadfastness. 
Beware. Be ready. Be watching. Be doing. Be prepared. Doing the will of God with your life today. So therefore, Peter says to grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The life as a servant of God today is a life of growing. In the first chapter of 2 Peter, and I believe many of you are Christians in here today, it says that you've been called with a holy calling. You're righteous, but your grace and peace need to be multiplied through the knowledge of God, coming into the knowledge of God, being prepared in the Word of God so that you can begin to do the Word of God. If you don't know the will of God, how can you do the Word of God? How can your grace be multiplied today if you don't read the Word of God? It can't. You can't put on Jesus without reading the Word of God. Through the knowledge of God, your grace is multiplied. According to His divine power, He has given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of God. You have been given all things. You have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. You are a child of God. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You are a temple of God today. You have been given all things. It, isn't that great? That's great. You're a son of God. If you can only recall what that would mean to you, I know how much you're in the Word today because if you were really knew what you were today, you would be all excited. You couldn't even keep your feet on the ground. You'd be hoovering about two feet off the ground this morning because of knowing what you are. And you only get to know what you are as you get into the Word of God. And as you get into the Word of God, you will realize how you've been blessed. And then you will begin to grow in that grace and that knowledge of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It says here that you are partakers of the divine nature and that you have escaped from the corruption that is in the world of lust. How many have escaped that world of corruption? How many? Let me see your hands. Have you escaped that world of corruption? Do you have a divine nature this morning upon you? You've been given that divine nature this morning. A lot of you received Christ last week on this altar here. You came into the faith and into the knowledge of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and got on your knees and gave your life to the Lord, but there's more to it than that. It says, grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And in the second Peter, first chapter, it says, add to that faith virtue, goodness, in other words. And to that virtue, add knowledge of what you are now in Jesus Christ. You can be proud of what you are today. Yes, you can. It's all right to have pride when it's pride in what you are in Jesus Christ. It's all right to boast in what you are in Jesus Christ as long as you're boasting of what Jesus did in your life today. That's okay. That's boldness. That's boldness. It says to add to that knowledge, self-control, and to that self-control, patience, to that patience, godliness, and brotherly kindness, and charity. For if these things abound in you, they make you that you shall never be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Is, are these things abounding in your life today? It says, but if he lacketh these things, he's blind and cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore the rather, give diligence to make your calling and election sure, for if ye do these things, ye shall never fail. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. There is more 
to Christianity today than just giving your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. They're studying the Word of God, getting into the knowledge of God and what He's done for you. And as He comes, you are to be immediately to move into that kingdom of God. So an entrance shall be ushered into you by Jesus Christ. Jesus will be there to serve you. Can you understand that? He's your servant today, but He wants you to also be a servant to this world today as we grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In the last days, Peter said that God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. My sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens, I will pour out in those days my spirit and they shall prophesy. That's you, the servants of God today. He wants you to be full of the Holy Ghost. Do you want to be like the five foolish virgins today or do you want to be like the five wise virgins? The five wise virgins had plenty of oil in their lamp when the Lord came. They were full of the Word of God, wasn't they? They were full of the Holy Ghost. They had plenty to, to take them right on into the kingdom of God as it says in Matthew 25. Looking at that, it says that the wise took oil in their lamps. The bridegroom tarried, and he's tarrying today, isn't he? And as he tarried, those that didn't have their lamps full, they ran out of oil, didn't they? And they had to go to the store and buy some more. But the, by the time they got back, the Lord said to them, He said, Give us your oil, said it to the wise people. But they said, Lord, open unto us. Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Because their lamps wasn't full. Their lamps wasn't full. But the wise ones had full lamps. They were full of the Holy Ghost. They were full of the Word of God. Therefore, he said unto those that didn't know him, I know you not. They didn't know him. How could, how could he know them? The book of Peter says that your children, the book of Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 says that your children of the day. Your children of the day today, yes you are. And it says, therefore let us not sleep as others do, let us watch and be sober. Jesus is coming. I believe he's coming in the 80s. It says, For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that are drunken are drunken in the day. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet of salvation, or a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by the Lord Jesus Christ. He's not appointed you to wrath today, but you have the choice. Look at what has been said this morning. Look at the signs of the time this morning and begin to examine yourself. Are you ready to meet the Lord? Are you ready to meet the Lord? Is there some examination that needs to be done in your life this morning? As we take communion this morning, the scriptures say to examine yourself. To examine yourself. To see if you're ready. Now I'm not talking about kids stuff. I'm talking about righteously examining your life this morning. I don't know how many haven't given their lives to the Lord this morning, but the world situation the way it is and the preciousness of Jesus Christ as being a child of the day and His greater riches that we have today as a child of God is so great. I don't know why you'd want to wait any longer. I don't know one reason. I can't think of one reason why you'd want what the Bible has to promise for those that don't receive Jesus into their life today. 
And if you don't know what you are in Jesus Christ today, and if you haven't got the boldness that Paul has in the Bible here that he tells us that we also should have, you should begin to get into the Word today. Maybe you need to examine your life and get greater into the study of the Word of God. Maybe you need to get serious with God today. Maybe you think that you have enough. Maybe you think you're rich today. But as Jesus said, I counsel thee to buy gold tried with fire. Maybe your life needs to be purified a little bit more. Is anybody there yet? I don't know. Maybe somebody's there already. Praise God, you're there. Okay. Praise God. I'm glad to have someone that's already there. But praise God. You know, this morning there's room for growth in your life. Each one of your lives. Each one of your lives. And I know how much you're reading the Word. We can tell it by each other's lives when we look on the faces of one another, how radiant we are to meet the Lord. I just want you to bow your head for a second. And before we take communion this morning, I want you to just ask yourself, could Jesus be coming in 1980? Go ahead and bow your head. Yes, Jesus could be coming. And before we take communion this morning, I'd just like to ask, is there anyone here that is ineligible to take communion? Now, what would make you not eligible to take communion would be not knowing the Lord Jesus Christ. Is there anyone here that's not ready to go and meet their Master when He comes? If there's someone here that haven't given their life to the Lord Jesus Christ, you should come up to the altar and give your life to God this morning. If there's someone that hasn't made that decision this morning in their life to say, Jesus, I want You as my Savior. I want You as my ark of safety. I want You... To place me up on that ark just as you placed Noah up on that ark. I'd like for you to just raise your hand. Just lift up your hand. And don't be bashful. Don't be ashamed. Maybe all of you are Christians in here this morning, but I feel that there's someone in here that don't know Jesus. That don't know Jesus. Praise God, brother. Praise God. You don't know Jesus. It's time to know Jesus right now. It's time to know Him. It's time to get right with God so that you can give your life to Him. And He can give His life to you. Those two that raised your hands, I'd like for you to get up right now and come to the altar. You can take communion first today after you receive Jesus into your life. Come on up, both of you. Anybody else that don't know Jesus, it's time to make a decision right now. There's no use of staying in the service any longer to receive communion if you don't know Jesus. You're only fooling yourself. You need to come up and give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Ask Him to come into your life. It's almost important to keep out of the wrath of God to give your life to Jesus. You can receive His greater riches right now by just saying yes to Jesus. For the Bible. There's someone here this morning that would just like to come up and examine their self at the altar. I'd like for you to come up. Come up and just examine yourself and just say, Father, have I been staying in the Word like I should? Have I been growing in grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Have I really given my life to Jesus 100%? You come up this morning and examine your life. You'll be the first ones to receive communion this morning. I want you ready to receive communion. When we take communion this morning, it says that we take it until the Lord comes, showing forth His death for you and for me. He died for you and for me. If you're not ready to receive communion, I'd like for you to come up and get ready right now. 
acting deacons, I'd like for you to come up and minister to the brothers at the rail if they, someone's not ministering to them. This morning, the purpose has, begin, has been to stir up your minds, to stimulate your minds to think. Are you ready to meet the Master? It's a very serious decision that you're asked to make. Word of God says to abound in everything. To abound in everything. Are you abounding this morning? If you're not abounding and you need a, a super dose of the Holy Ghost, come on up. It says abound in faith and utterance and knowledge and in all diligence and in your love to us. Abound in grace also. Are you abounding this morning? I tell you what, when Jesus comes, I want to be abounding so I can just abound right on up to be with Him. just want to be abounding, you know, kind of like this. Abounding. I've wondered, when I, was, when I was a Christian of a year old, I wondered why people were always standing up on their toes like this. You know, I see people standing up on their toes. You know, there were about five or six old in, the, old in the Lord, you know, and I'd say, wow, they must be abounding, you know. Then after I got to be a Christian about four or five years, I got to going like this, you know. I says, wow, that's what that's all about. So you can begin to be abounding. Just come down and humble yourself to the Lord. You can abound so much that you'll be ready to bound right to be with Him. Hallelujah. I like Just stay at the altar, brother. We're going to serve you communion. Praise God. Glory to Jesus. <laughs>